0: What's up guys, welcome back to the From the Cylon podcast with Francis and Peter. And today we're going to be talking about the national championship, which we didn't get to discuss yet, Nick Saban, Kalen DeBoer, Pete Carroll, the whole coaching carousel that happened, uh, the NFL playoffs, and then finally our award predictions. Thank you so
1: much for listening, if you haven't, make sure you follow our channel um, and Hit the notification bell so you know when our new episodes come out, and listen to other episodes, our past episodes if you haven't already. But let's get right into it. First, we're going to talk about the national championship. Um, pretty unfortunate outcome. Peter was at the game in Houston,
0: so since you were there, let's start off with you, Peter. Give me just give me your uh, overall thoughts. Uh, well, obviously it was heartbreaking. The offensive line that played so well all year just could not handle it. I could not handle Michigan's defensive front and they Michigan just outcoached them their defense played phenomenal um, Panics had no time and he was missing some easy throws which was really uncharacteristic of him and it just it was really hard to watch and then to make that even worse after Nick Saban retired um, I think it was three days later Kalen DeBoer leaves and leaves everything he built here Ryan Grubb leaves his whole crew Um, For alabama and then he takes them all with them just to completely destroy our program even more so um, Just to talk about that a little bit. It's just it's just a shame what coaching and college football has turned into there's just no loyalty anymore Um, I don't even know why Kalen would want to follow up Nick Saban at alabama because he's in a perfectly good place at UW he's gonna be making a ton of money they offered him a huge contract and at Alabama, he's just. People are gonna. The Alabama fans are gonna hate him if he messes up once. And it just does not seem like as desirable a place to be as UW. But I guess that's just my biased opinion. But yeah, those are my thoughts on the the whole Nick Saban, Kalen DeBoer, and uh, National Championship.
1: Personally, for the National Championship, I know that UW was the better team. Um, we didn't play like it, but our defense was caught off guard at the start, and they were just able to score at will with their run with their run game. JJ McCarthy, I just want to talk about JJ McCarthy. He, I, my, my doubts were absolutely correct about him. He's not a first run quarterback, and he's not going to be good in the NFL. I can promise you that. And they did not pass the ball whatsoever. They were just. The only way they would get up the field is with their run game, and if they did pass it, I don't, I don't remember him making a pass over ten yards. If I'm going to be honest with you, but our defense was caught off guard; they were able to score well, but then they actually played. Our defense played really well at the um, second half, and they didn't score over thirty points. But then Michael Penix, man, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I know he was getting a lot of pressure, and he was dealing through some injuries, and. Um, the, so the Michigan secondary was getting away with some penalties, and they actually played pretty good against their wide receiver core. But still, I expect Michael Penix to make plays even when he's um, dealt with adversity like that. And I've, we've seen it time and time again, but he just did not, was not able to perform in this game. He had bad reads, inaccurate balls, and um, our offensive line didn't really hold up like I expected them to. Moving on to Kalen DeBoer. Um, he's built like a great culture in UW and I just don't understand why he would want to ruin all that. I did not expect this coming from him at all but I mean I guess I, I respect the decision for his personal because um, he's doing what's best for him and his family I guess but I just don't understand because like Peter said, I'll, UW just seems like the more desirable location because Alabama fans would easily turn on him, but but at UW, we, no matter how the next season goes, we'll still love him because he brought us the national championship, and he built this amazing culture with us, so it kind of just screwed us up for a couple more years, especially because we're moving to the Big Ten, so yeah,
0: that's what I think. Okay, so we're going to move on to the last domino to fall within the coaching world, Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers. It happened about an hour ago, I think a little longer. But this move was rumored for a long time, and I think this is an A-plus move for the Chargers. I mean, Harbaugh's won everywhere he's been. He's transformed that Michigan program as alma mater. Brought the Niners to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. And imagine what he can do with quarterback like Justin Herbert. He's worked with quarterbacks like J.J. McCarthy and Colin Kaepernick, who aren't the most naturally talented. Not to say that they're bad at all, except... I mean, Justin Herbert's kind of a different animal, and I'm super excited to see what he'll be like under Jim Harbaugh, and I think it's going to be a treat to watch next season. So great move uh, great move for the Chargers. Um, Brandon Staley, uh, going from him to Jim Harbaugh, it's just, I mean, it's night and day. So I think they're going to make the playoffs next season. Um, I mean, if they don't. I mean, Jim's still going to be in the hot seat. It's going to be bad. But they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, Hopefully they can win a game or two. And then that'll kind of put the program back on the right tracks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Justin Herbert because he's such a talented quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen talent-wise. And um, it's just a shame that his talent's getting wasted away in L.A. right now with the Chargers. They're just not giving him any help whatsoever. And I mean, their defense is terrible. Their, his weapons are terrible. His offensive line is pretty bad, too. So, and Austin Eckler is just like, I don't even know what to think about Austin Eckler. He's just like pretty old and slow, and he's just never been really elite or even really good. I never thought he was a top 10 running back in the NFL. He's a good fantasy player. Yeah, exactly. He's just a fantasy player. Um, So if they help him out in the draft here, then... I mean, obviously, Quentin Johnson didn't really hit for who they assumed was going to take over for Keenan Allen. But hopefully, Jim Harbaugh can turn things around. But there's only so much he can do with the amount of talent he's given. But also, a lot of it lies in Justin Herbert as well. Like, I'm not going to blame him because... Like he can't do it all by himself, but when I look at like Patrick Mahomes, he's doing it. Like he has out, he has more help on defense, and he has Travis Kelsey. But he's doing a lot by himself, and it's just like it's just crazy to me to see that one player can impact the team so much, like Patrick Mahomes. So if Justin Herbert can take that next step, then I think they're easily a playoff team. Um, but we'll see what Jim Harbaugh can do. There was even some rumors that Pete Carroll is gonna be the Chargers head coach, but um, I never really believed that. That'd be crazy to see, though. Um, I, I'm, I'm honestly like not sure where Pete Carroll is gonna land. We didn't talk about Pete Carroll yet, but so let's talk about Pete Carroll really quick. Um, uh, I think I think it was the right decision, and I think it was his time to go. I I really really like I. I'm so grateful for everything he's done in Seattle, like got us to two Super Bowls and we won one. And that's that's all you can ask for is a Super Bowl and he's he did that and he built an amazing culture in Seattle and every player has nothing but good things to say about Pete Carroll, but it was his time for sure. Um he just like he's never been aggressive enough in my opinion. And now it's come to to the time when Russell Wilson left and uh, I knew it was, his time was up because Russell Wilson was really keeping this thing going still, but then with Geno at the helm, you can't run an offense like this. And with a defensive minded head coach with this roster, with Geno Smith, at quarterback, it's not going to work out. So we really need an offensive minded head coach, um, in my opinion. So hopefully we can get a Ben Johnson out of Detroit, the offensive coordinator, or somebody like that. But yeah, Pico's time was up, and I was been, I've been saying this, but Yeah, I'm really grateful everything is done.
0: Well, I'm a little less excited about this move. I still think it is the right move for the Seahawks' future. But, I mean, Pete's done one thing, and it's win throughout his whole career. Nobody expected us to – everyone expected us to have the first or the second pick when we first started Geno quarterback. But he changed the scheme, adopted – adjusted the scheme to to Geno, and it worked out. But I do agree with Francis. I, I just don't think he lines up with the timeline of the Seahawks. And it is it is kind of important that they need to move on because he's a pretty old coach and he's his coaching style is pretty outdated. Um and we have a super young team with a lot of rookies, so I think if we have a offensive minded genius who comes in here he can really transform this team. And, you know, get another offensive coordinator. Now that Shane Walden's with the Bears, um, I think that could be a really dangerous offense. But I do want to reiterate what Francis has said. I am, I am so grateful for Pete, for all the winning he's done in Seattle over the course of the last 10-plus years. Um, it's been awesome, and we'll never forget it. But it, it's his time to go, and I think it's time that a new era in Seattle starts.
1: Okay, now we're just going to do some playoff recap so far and then our Super Bowl prediction in the episode. Um, starting with the wild card round. Well, I'm not going to do it by round. I'm just going to do it by team. So let's start off with the Texans. Okay, so I was really rooting for the Texans and CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryans. But, I mean, they I they just really didn't deserve to win against the Ravens. But, D'Amico Ryan's really changed this team around, especially the defense. They have not really any superstars on their team, besides maybe like Will Anderson. But D'Amico Ryan's really transformed this defense, and they look they looked incredible against one of the the best, not, or if not the best, offense in the NFL in the Baltimore Ravens. And C.J. Stroud looked like easily a top-five quarterback in the NFL this season, which is crazy to think about uh, con- <clears throat> and they were the second worst team in the NFL last year and they got to the f- the first seed in their division and they got to the divisional round. Crazy improvement. Texans fans should be so excited for what's to come with CJ Stroud. Um, and they have like one of the highest uh, amount of cap spaces in the NFL. So they got a lot of room to work with here to sign some people, draft some people. And, you know, the Houston Texans team is looking really
0: bright for the future. Yeah, the Texans have the best young core in the league, without a doubt. Um, those two picks that they used on Will Anderson and CJ Stroud are going to go down in history as two of the greatest draft picks of all time in a row. Um, just an excellent job by the GM, Casario, I think his name is. And then hiring end D'Amico Ryans, who's changed the culture of this team. Um, I saw Will Anderson talking about him. He said he's a better coach than mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Um I mean, this team is just on the right track uh, in pretty much every category. They're super young. Uh, they're going to continue to develop, and they're going to be a major player in the AFC for years to come. Peter doesn't think the same, but I think CJ Stroud deserves to be Offensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Um, I know like, it's fun to see like non-quarterbacks win a lot of the awards, but CJ Stroud, I like, I think easily deserves it. Like I said, being able to transform your team, like I know a lot of it's not him, but he looks so good this season and calm and composed. And he looked like he had no pressure or weight on his shoulders to perform. And people were doubting him, calling him a system quarterback, saying that the testing, like his test scores at the start of the season before he was drafted were going to impact his play on the field. But um, he just looked like, I think like this season, right now I would only take like, three quarterbacks over him if I had the option to, which is Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and maybe Josh Allen. Those are the only three guys I would take over him right now, maybe Joe Burrow. But I mean, that's that's even a debate for me. He looks so good. And he broke the record for the amount of passing yards in a single game by a rookie. And he almost got to the point where he almost got to the point of most passing yards in the season by a rookie. He made the divisional round from the second-worst team in the NFL. That's crazy transformation from a single player. So, Peter, why do you think
0: Puka Nakua should win? Uh, well, Puka, I mean, obviously, I do think they should do co-offensive work in the year where uh, two people get the award, but they're probably not going to do that. And I think Puka deserves the award because he's objecti- objectively had a better season. Uh, CJ Stroud missed, I think it was two games, and there were parts of the season where he didn't look super great, and Puka has just been great throughout the entire season. He has insane hands, and his production has been top five receiver in the NFL as a fifth-round pick rookie, the last, the second-to-last pick in the fifth, fifth round. I think it was just absolutely absurd. He's looked like an absolute veteran throughout the entire season. And I think C.J. Stroud has looked like a rookie in a couple ways. And Puka, just he's more of a pause player right now, although I do think they um, C.J. is going to be a future Hall of Famer. But right now, I think Puka had the better season, so that's why I think he deserves to award more than C.J.
1: Okay, let's talk about that Chiefs-Bills game. There's like a rivalry starting to form between the two teams now. They've faced each other, like, how many times in the playoffs? Now, like, three, four, maybe. But uh, Patrick Mahomes got the best of Josh Allen in every single playoff game that they faced off in, and he got the best of him in this one, too. Um, it was an insane game. and Patrick Mahomes, this throughout this entire season, has looked like he's just getting no help whatsoever on offense. Rasheed Rice, at the end of the season, started to step it up for him. Chaps Kelsey is not the guy... He, He's not the guy that you've been looking for this entire season, but um, Kadarius Toney, he was an elite weapon when they won their Super Bowl last year, and when he was on the Giants, like, he, looked, he looked like he had the potential to be amazing, but this season, he just has not been good. He's dropped a lot of crucial balls at the start of the season, and um, he's getting clowned on social media a lot. Also, Marcus Valdes scantling has dropped a lot of easy catches that could have won them some games, but this game... Patrick Mahomes, and it looked like the whole team really followed Patrick Mahomes and they locked in on this game. I feel really bad because I feel like the Bills were a better team uh, throughout the entire season and going into this game, and Josh Allen has never really made it far in the playoffs. Um, He's never been to a Super Bowl, even though he's an amazing quarterback and an amazing leader, but the Bills just look really... I feel bad for the Bills fans right now because looking forward, they don't have a very bright future besides Josh Allen because their defense is kind of aging a lot, and then also Stefan Diggs is aging and is on a steep downslope right now. Gabriel Davis is really not an elite wide receiver, too, that you're looking for. He just has spurts of greatness, and then, I mean, yeah, it's just a very aging team, and it's just Josh Allen that you have to rely on, so I feel bad for Bill's friends right now. I feel like this was their season. Too. This was their only, this was this last chance for them to make a Super Bowl push, so we'll see what they do in the future and make moves, but yeah, this is cementing Patrick Mahomes' legacy as arguably the best player of all time and easily the most talented player of all time.
0: Yeah, I agree with Francis. I think that the Bills' uh, Super Bowl window is closing rapidly. I think they maybe have one more year left. They got, like you said, they have the aging defense, they have Von Miller, Stefan Diggs, who, I mean, who knows what he's going to be like next year. He has been really uncharacteristic through pretty much the past 10 games in the playoffs. Um past 10 games of the regular season, and then the playoffs. It's just been bad. And the truth is that the Chiefs own them, and that's not going to change. Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. And as long as Mahomes continues to be just a little bit better than Allen um, and their defense still outplays Buffalo's, the same story's going to happen. And Buffalo's got to find another way to get over the hump. Maybe it's um, parting away with Sean McDermott, even though he's done a lot for them. Um... Yeah, they just, it hasn't, it hasn't. They've never been able to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, which ultimately is the. Joe Burrow's been able to. Um, but Josh Allen, um, three times in a row, uh, heartbreaking defeat each time. Stefan Lundig standing out on the field, and nothing's changed. So I think the Bills have to make a change within their organization. And then if we want to talk about the Chiefs, I mean, there's only one thing to say that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, you just simply have to use your eyes uh, to figure that out. And you're like, this guy this guy is way more talented than Tom Brady. It's not close. But he just needs to win a few more Super Bowls, um, continue on his trajectory, and he'll be the GOAT. Okay, the last team I want to talk about in this
1: playoff run is the Detroit Lions. Um... We actually beat them at the start of the season. The Seattle Seahawks beat them. Um, so I never really thought they were an amazing team. But lately, towards the end of the season and right now, they have looked like an elite offense, and their defense really stepped up in a big way. Dan Campbell has created an insane culture with this team, and they just found a lot of great stars. Like They found a lot of uh, hidden gems right now. and. They have a lot of cap space, too, right now, so their future's looking super bright. Jared Goff is, like, not really considered an elite quarterback, but I've always thought he was really good and overhated. So the Lions team is looking elite right now and almost unstoppable, but I know they just played, like, a pretty weak Buccaneers team. But I was honestly really rooting for Baker Mayfield because I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, but um, the Detroit Lions are looking like they're going to win the NFC if they keep this up. But I just want to talk about their defense right now because their defense really has no stars on the team besides maybe Aiden Hutchinson. But he's not really like a big personality or like a superstar or anything, like in the top five edge rusher or anything. But, you know, he's been really good for their defensive line. But they drafted Brian Branch. They drafted Jack Campbell. They have this one safety, Melifon, who's been like insanely good for no reason. Kirby. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's it? The... Joseph. Yeah, Joseph Kirby. And they also have – they signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the offseason, and he's been incredible for them over the top. So just a lot of great moves and great coaching, and their defense has just become a top-five defense in the NFL pretty easily. And their offense looks like a top-three offense in the NFL pretty easily with Jared Goff at the helm. It's just insane to see if you put the right players together and coach them correctly how amazing the product is going to be.
0: When I watch the Lions – play football Um, and when I listen to Dan Campbell conduct post-game interviews you can tell that the players just want to go to bat for that dude so much he's a former player used to play in Detroit Um, he cares so much about the city they the players care so much about the city and they play hard they play physical Um, some say they play dirty I think there's a club of Matthew Stafford saying it's Kirby Joseph um, But, yeah, this team is elite. Uh, as long as Jared Goff continues to – I mean, he is a game manager, but he's an elite one in that. Uh, he's been getting the job done the entire season, and it's been really cool to see. I'll be rooting for them through the entire postseason, except for the Super Bowl because my playoff bracket is perfect right now. So I just need the Lions and the Ravens. So fingers crossed on that. But um, I think the Lions have what it. it takes. I am a little nervous that the 49ers could – get ahead early and just kind of manage the game, win by a couple scores, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully the Lions um, can just dominate the trenches, uh, get get to Brock Purdy, force him to make bad decisions, and I think they have a real, real, real chance of winning this game and going on to the Super Bowl.
1: So finally, we're going to do some quick little Super Bowl predictions. Um... I already stated that I think the Lions are going to be the 49ers in the NFC uh, Championship, so let's get that out of the way. So I think it's going to be Lions out of the NFC, and then I think out of the Ravens and the uh, the Chiefs. I really want to see Patrick Mahomes win this for like his resume, for his legacy, but Lamar, man, I th- I really want him to win a Super Bowl, and they're, I, they're, wa- they're a much better team, and they're much more deserving right now. Let's give me the Ravens and the Lions. And then to win the Super Bowl, I guess I have to take the Ravens. Their offense is too elite. Uh, Lamar Jackson with the RPO and the run options. It's its like insanely hard to stop. And I don't even know how defenses is game plan and stop that. But the Ravens, I think, are going to win the Super Bowl um, against the Detroit Lions. But if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, I swear to God I'll lose my mind. I hate the 49ers so much. And they're not deserving of this at all. Brock Purdy is... A, a bottom 10 starting quarterback in this NFL And a stand on that And even with all these All pro weapons that he has George Kill, Debo, Samuel, Brandon, Brandon Christian McCaffrey, he's still Not able to succeed as a top 5 uh, producing quarterback And then their defense is Is so good But if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl I'll lose my mind But yeah, I hope the Ravens win the Super Bowl
0: How about you, Peter? Um, I think... That I'm just gonna I'm not gonna talk too much about the Lions I I'm just gonna manifest a win from them, um, but the bottom of the line is they gotta get to Brock Purdy they gotta force him to make decisions he's not comfortable with, and if they can do that I think they have a pretty good shot of winning. But moving on to the AFC Championship I think the Ravens are gonna win by three maybe even four scores. Wow. I think it's gonna be an absolute beatdown. Um, it's the thing is different than years past is that the Ravens teams have not been this dominant. They haven't had this good of a defense, and they match up so well with Patrick Mahomes, who doesn't really have any uh, deep threats this year, so they can't beat him over the top, and this is a hard-hitting defense. Roquan Smith, the best middle-line back in the league. He's surpassed Fred Warner. Um, Marlon Humphrey's back, I think. Uh, this defense is just lined with studs. Um... I think they have Geno Stone. They have a bunch of great defensive backs. Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, uh, the best up-and-coming free safety in the league, soon to be the best. Yeah, Um, sure. So that defense is just elite. And then how can you not talk about Lamar Jackson, the MVP? Um, He wasn't really having a great game throwing the ball against the Texans, but guess what? He's Lamar. He can run for 106 yards and two touchdowns just basically whenever he wants so that's so hard for the chiefs to stop it's so hard to watch as a fan just to get run on but it's a great safety valve to have in case lamar's um not super accurate that game so i think there's just not a lot of ways the chiefs can win and there's so many ways the ravens can win so give me the ravens by a lot
1: uh peter follow-up question with raven's new resume i mean with lamar's new resume if he wins the mvp which he most likely will with two MVPs and then possibly a Super Bowl, where do you think he ranks among
0: quarterbacks in the NFL history? Well, that's really hard to say because I've seen the main debate is like around someone like Dan Marino, who definitely doesn't have the accolades, but just has, talent. Ha- has that talent. He's just an insanely skilled quarterback, just throws absolutely beautiful football. Um, for me, it kind of depends on how they win. If they dominate, if Lamar plays super well in the AFC Championship and Super Bowl, then yeah, I'd, I'd say he's a clutch playoff performer who can get the job done. But if they barely squeak by in both games, I don't know, I'd still probably have Marino above him. Um, but I mean, obviously he's in the top 10. He's a two-time MVP winner. Yeah. So, um, I think when it's all said and done, he... Probably will be top five just based on his overall accolades. Um, he's just, I love to think about how he's Michael Vick who actually turned out without the whole scandal. Mm. Um, his career actually played out, and it's been awesome to watch. So I'm rooting for Lamar, but I'm also rooting for the Lions, so it's tough. But give me the Ravens to win it all the way. Um, pretty decidedly uh, by a pretty good margin that's gonna wrap up this episode thanks so much for listening all the way through
1: um peter's been worked really hard on our website and it's like completely up now and ready to go you can look at our all our socials on there all our websites i'm making my i currently just uh finished making my uh top 32 player big board for this upcoming draft soon to be posted and yeah thank you so much for listening um make sure you follow hit the notification bell and listen to up and coming episodes thank you
0: thanks guys